Hi everyone and welcome to episode 11 of Running Partners with me Paul and me Alison. So so I think today we're going to talk about running over Christmas. So Christmas, New Year coming up, people might have a bit of time off work but obviously people end up doing a lot of stuff as well during this time of the year. So we just wanted to talk a little bit about how do you maintain your kind of enthusiasm, your motivation for running over the Christmas break. So that's going to be our main topic of conversation for today. Yeah. But I think before that, we're going to pick up a few uh, race, a bit of a few race results, talk about some races, a bit of feedback we've had from some listeners and also talk about our running and how that's been going over the past week as well. So, Alison, do you want to start with, yeah, do you want to start today with a bit of race feedback? Yeah. So obviously we were supposed to be doing the Percy Pud 10K and mm. that was supposed to happen on the 3rd of December, was yeah, it? So yeah, last Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it was supposed to happen on the Oh, yeah, 10th. two Sundays ago, so, yeah. So it was cancelled the first yeah, time the first due time to snow. snow and yeah. ice. And then, then there was a bit of a storm on Saturday night, wasn't there, yeah. last week. So it blew the marquee down. and Destroyed was, it by all accounts. Yeah, yeah, yeah real shame. Branches on the road and bit water, of flooding as flooding. well. Yeah, so it wasn't, their course wasn't fit for the race to go ahead. So unfortunately, that didn't go ahead. So I think it's been a bit of a nightmare for the organisers, hasn't it? So yeah um our sympathies are with yeah, those people because yeah. they've been working all week to get hats and puddings to everyone that would have run the race so that was a real shame wasn't yeah it? real that, shame that yeah. didn't happen so it's kind of made my running a bit weird over the last couple of weeks probably not done as many miles as i would have been done tapering and, because, and yeah, resting kept, kept yeah tapering um so but it's been good for you not kind of two saturday nights where you've took it easy you've like you know, not drunk too much. You've got to bed nice and early, all well rested. Uh, yeah, maybe. In a way. In a way. So preparing for the race that never happened. Yeah. And we but... didn't get the message till, I think the message did go out late on the Saturday night that the race was cancelled, but we didn't see it, did we, till the following morning? Not until the alarms went off. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh well, never mind. Yeah, so maybe, so, that, so that's it. So there's no prospect of that race happening no, this I year isn't it so. they've given it's been cancelled cancelled yeah, yeah and the prizes like Alison said the prizes have uh, gone out haven't they so yeah I think so yeah, yeah. For people that can get there and pick them up so yeah yeah so but also the cross country was going ahead I think we mentioned last week oh yeah so bit, you were going to do both weren't you the controversy yes. about you and others were going to run the 10k in the morning yeah and then another 10k or uh, no it's bit, not bit well, less seven or eight. not for the women's race. oh yeah yeah, yeah it's course. like it We've was about that. four miles yeah yeah, yeah. for the women but mm. obviously it's it was at graves park in sheffield and it was a bit there was a bit of mud around yeah and you were fresh of course so you weren't coming mm. off the back of doing a 10k in the morning you feel very fresh you'd had all morning it? to limber up get <laughs> have your pre-race nutrition mm. feel fresh porridge. porridge yeah yeah right. so yeah so the cross country it was good. I think, you know, it's not it's not my forte, I don't think, but I did okay. But our team, Hillsborough and Rivlin Running Club, won the men's and the women's. The se- the race series yeah, you're talking so about, the race aren't they? Series, so, yeah. so this so is the four t- four races in and the it series. adds up all the positions of all the runners mm. for each team and gives an aggregate position position yeah. and then the, the winner is the team who's had the most highest place. Yeah runners across the four races and the running club place first club in both men's and women's yeah 
I believe so. Fantastic. So, yeah, so uh, you have Everyone... to have sort of a degree in maths to work out how you, how you work it out. So I'm not sure how that happened, but I know that there was some very fast men and women at the front and they were there for all four races. So that, that's how, that, how I've it I've got won. a 2-1 in communication studies from Nottingham <laughs> Trent University. It's not good enough. No, not to good enough. To work out no, South Yorkshire. No. But I believe... Cross-country. But it does series. give me a... Good, good at building relationships with people. I've got an inherent trust in what you tell me is mm. accurate. So if they've, you've, so mm. I know that you, you know, they've come first. I don't care about the sort of scientific workings of it, mm. but well done to to everyone who's participated. Yeah. So in in terms of my my performance, it was pretty much the same as the other races. So there was four races in the series, and I've been to three of them. Um, one I missed because you were doing clown half marathon. But I, I was sort of in the middle of the field, so I think I was about... Not literally. <laughs> well, I was in the middle of the <laughs> yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not... Yeah, okay, literally. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but I think I was 49th out of about 96, so the, the turnout wasn't as good this time. So, yeah, somewhere in the middle, and I guess... Are you pleased yeah. with that? Um, Consistent? Yeah, it's all right. It's not, it's not my... Average? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I was moaning a bit to Claire and Karen, so I give them a shout out for having to deal with my moaning about not being very good at cross country. So they're really good. So well done, Claire and Karen. Fantastic. And yeah. well done to everyone who's competed around here locally and, and I'm sure across the country in similar sorts of race series. We talked a bit, haven't we, about cross country now. It's a good Although the pace is usually a bit slower than you might ordinarily run if you're running on the road, the effort is hard, isn't it? So yeah. it gives you the equivalent of effort. Okay, so so I so you mentioned a, a couple of people there. There was just a few other people I wanted to mention who've been in touch. So there was a bit of feedback off last week's episode where we talked quite a bit. Uh, it was all about mental health and running. So some nice feedback from Nigel, uh, from Lucy, and from Sean all about that. And I think Nigel in particular said one comment that was like mental health. His helping his mental health was one of the main reasons he started running. So. Mm. Um, so we talked quite a lot about how it can benefit it, but that's quite an interesting take on like seeking out an activity that and pursuing it in knowing or thinking that it will help mental yeah, health. Yeah. Um, so kind of seeing that evidence and then yeah, yeah putting then, it into practice yeah. and, and, and finding the benefit. So yeah, so really nice feedback on that episode, which is fantastic. And then, oh, as well, uh, Mark on Instagram, some nice comments. Uh, who, uh, Mark's enjoying the enjoying the podcast thank you mark so those were the main main feedback from listeners so so we, shall we talk about our running for this week mm-hmm. so yeah. you go first what so so like you said it's been a bit of a weird couple of weeks preparing for races that sort of didn't happen so what you've been doing this week what and, yeah you know, so what the last thinking? like you say the last couple of weeks so i think i sort of targeted december as a, a month where it was prior to starting marathon training i wanted to have a like a good base of training if you like so not doing the marathon training but building my mileage up so that when I do start that feeling like pre, quite fit yeah sort of base training if you like but that has been a bit weird because of tapering and then not doing races so when the ta- uh, the 10k was cancelled I'd sort of missed running on that day for yeah. various reasons I'd only did 14 miles that first week and then I tried to to do a bit more last week so I did 26 miles last week 
but this week I'm trying to do a bit more. So because my my average was something between 30 and 40 prior to that, so I yeah. wanted to kind of keep that keep level that, going. Yeah. So yeah, it has dropped off a bit. So it's been a bit a bit weird. But this week I went to track on Tuesday. I again my rest day was Monday, and I think I'm going to keep that just because it fits in with what we do. So I'm at work until six on a Monday, and then it's just a bit. I just find it a little bit difficult to get out on a Monday. So. I'm probably going to keep that as a rest day going forward with the marathon training as well. Tuesday, went to track and did five times 1K. So again, I had a look back at what we did six weeks ago. Well, it was actually seven weeks ago because we didn't do the session because the track was icy last week. So this week, over the 5K, I did 6.51 pace. I can't remember exactly how many minutes that is in total, but that I like to look at the pace of the session in, t- in total to compare it um, and try and get my pace yeah. down across yeah. the session. And six or seven weeks ago, it was 6.53. So I've like knocked off two seconds off the pace. So the over three miles, obviously, so it's six seconds, which I was a bit, thought that was a bit naff, really. I was hoping for a bit more. But, you know, it's better than getting slower. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is the thing, isn't it? With running over long periods of time, you, you're not always going to see progression all the time, mm, are you? No. But the maintenance is like sometimes as important yeah, as progression, yeah. you know, yeah. because you're you kind of you've had a, a, a strained kind of six months with some mixture of injuries. You like you say you've had a couple of weeks, like the last couple of weeks, where you've been running less. And but then you've not done the races that would have increased your fitness, mm. and therefore it is an improvement. If you were doing races and you did a six second PB, you'd be saying, "Oh, I've PB. done a six second PB." So, so I think you know it's, it's kind of all yeah relative, really. I think it's it's hard really coming back from injury, isn't it? I think that you need to get over yourself a bit yeah. sometimes. I think that's my problem at times. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's about thinking about where you are, isn't it? And improving mm. and getting better from where you are, not what you did at some point in yeah. the past, you know. Yeah. But that's sometimes difficult to do mentally, isn't it? Yeah. Because it- what you did in the past, you know, particularly if you've been injured or anything, it could be anything, couldn't it? You could have been running less, you could have had a, you know, through circumstances, you could have been ill, injured, whatever reason that's caused where your performance to be slower than you were before. It's kind of like, enjoy you enjoyed yourself when you were the paces you were doing a year ago Mm. kind of you you, you're not at those now but there's no reason why you won't get back up to those but that takes time as well doesn't it you know it's trying to not put put those out your mind a little bit but yeah I I think that I might have a few barriers really about it yeah yeah sort of yeah psychological barriers maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode Mm. just about like mindset is really important in running isn't it it's really important in races but also I think in training and I think because of my well injury and then I've been told some time ago that I had less power in my left leg and I think I don't know if that's the case still and I'm not going to be able to find out that without Mm. you know paying for some Mm. assessment or something and I think maybe I haven't anymore maybe that's improved my back has improved and maybe that has improved but that's in sort of in my head sometimes might be holding it might be holding me back Mm. but it might it might just be my thinking about that that's holding me back instead 
And also, like you say, about kind of thinking about past times and things like that. So I think to get that out of my head a little bit. And also, I think it's sort of impacting on my motivation, sort of comparing. So although like the track thing is is quite good, it's only six weeks. So you can see if you progression over six weeks. I think what is unhelpful to me at the moment is thinking back a year because I was kind of at my fittest at that point. Maybe I should look back where I was five years, years ago three years or whatever ago. Yeah, yeah. and just see compare myself to there or or not compare myself to past times and at just all try and, and enjoy just, yourself yeah so yeah, it's and been, do your best yeah, yeah. so it's, I've been trying to sort out my marathon training plan so that is a bit of a conundrum what I go for really so I need to give it a bit more thought I think I want to be ambitious I suppose but I don't want to be unrealistic yeah be unrealistic balance. so it's a bit of okay. a balance so today I went out and I did my long run and that was so I did a, a four mile warm-up and then I did 6.2 so I did the 10 a 10k because I was hoping to you do the 10k one, race yeah. and see what I could do for that and I managed to do 728 pace so it was I think it was 4626 for 10k so that was tw- about 12 miles today I did a cool down as well so that's okay, me so for this week. week yeah yeah so I've done 28 miles this week you can do like, a bit more over the yeah, weekend yeah yeah so great yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? Yeah. So, a bit of a f- funny week for me. So, I, I like had intentions to kind of really ramp up my training. So, a bit like you, I'd been sort of preparing for these races that didn't happen. I was, I'd got um, a kind of midweek session planned where I was going to do two minute intervals, two minutes on, two minutes off, times fifteen. So, thirty minutes of uh, fast running would have done it probably about five. 45 pace 550 pace something like that um supplemented with usually with some easy runs around on the other days of the week um, but I've not been very well so um so that that went out the window so I've done a couple of easy runs this week and we've, we've done I came and did um a bit of a run together with you this morning before you went off and did your did your session so just some easy miles for me um I was laid up in bed on uh, Wednesday all day which was the day I would have done the intervals uh, with some sort of virus so yeah that's interesting because it's sort of I think I I was ill to the point of like I couldn't really do anything but it, but the night before I was like feeling a bit ropey I was thinking oh maybe I'll will I be able to do my session will I have to cut it short um but in the end I didn't do it at all which was probably for the best rather than forcing myself out and trying to do something that I wasn't really in shape to do uh, but I'm feeling much better now so hopefully I'll get out for a, a long run tomorrow morning which will be a kind of sandwich session of 30 minutes easy running, about 40 minutes of um, half marathon pace and 30 minutes easy running at the end. So an hour and 40 with a good chunk of it, uh, a good pace. It's interesting what you were saying about mindset. I've tried to start thinking when I'm doing, I know I'm doing hard training sessions like the one I'm going to try and do tomorrow. Is almost like try and replicate my mindset in a race because I think I seem to do much quicker times in races than I can do in training. Now I put that down to a bit of tapering, a bit of preparation the night before, a bit of proper nutrition on the day that I'm a bit less organized with when I'm training and a bit of atmosphere in in the race and there's probably marginal gains to all of that but I think some of it is the mindset of I'm doing a race I've got to sort of churn out my best but like there's no reason why you can't recreate that mindset I don't think or try to recreate that mindset whilst you're training and I've and so that's what I'm going to try and and part of that is then if that mindset becomes familiar to me then when it comes to races it should be I don't know 
nor- mm. normal, I suppose, and I shouldn't feel the same nerves, perhaps, that I sometimes do in races. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it should help, but it's the thing is with races is there's quite a lot of external stuff that helps you like well, those things most, are, yeah oh most people like the crowd you know like other runners to other runners yeah you kind of help it, yeah, pace you pace you and... draft some of those taller runners if you're like me you're <laughs> of a diminutive you can get behind people like you and <laughs> and sort of get that 20 uh, percent benefit of um running behind someone who's who acts as a windbreak for you yeah, so that's but quite there's good those sort of intangible things as well isn't there that that you can't really put your finger on about a race that maybe it's hard to replicate but I guess you can well I'm sure that's what I'm going to try and do mm. I think yeah yeah well, see if I can we'll kind of hit quicker paces mm. in my training yeah. and if I can then I think the race pace will start to, you know I'll hopefully can then replicate that in race mm. paces so so that's my running so I'm feeling mm. a lot better and looking forward to the weekend well, I think those decisions about you know not doing your session or whatever mm. it's a lot easier to do that when you're not in marathon training isn't it you know like in this yeah, period yeah. of time like you can before put January, under pressure can't you? you can think well it doesn't really matter I'm not training at the moment I'm not in the, the training yeah. block it's easier but it's quite difficult I think sometimes yeah you do go ahead with those sessions when you're you're ill yeah. If you're, you know, in week eight of your marathon training and maybe it's it's not a great idea, but yeah, it can happen. Can't it, it can. Yeah. If you hear some jangling in the <laughs> background, we've got a kitten that's kind of seems intrigued by what we're doing and jumping around. And uh, mm. uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll try and crack on. <laughs> if you hear some rustling in the background, it's a kitten. <laughs> and then the final thing I wanted to mention. So this was Jesse. uh our eight-year-old, he's been doing some athletics with it with a coach in Sheffield, a, a guy called Alex Wilson, who does some sessions for children, and he's he's brilliant coach, really engaging with the kids. And what's interesting is, so I, I'd kind of got it in my head, it was kind of a running club, and I, that's how I talked to Jesse about it and said, "Do you want to give it a go?" And you know, a friend's going as well, so so. He was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go for it. But actually, it's much more than that. So Alex is doing multi-sports with them. So he's doing, it takes place at a, a local track, but there's also um, a field, uh, you know, in the centre of the track. So they've been doing javelin, shot put, also hurdles, long jump. And it's really interesting, actually, because I think it's like Jesse in particular really enjoys that variety. And also, I was talking to Alex, the coach, a little bit about it, and and he was saying it's kind of important that kids don't get either bored, I guess, or sort of tired. So you might, if you if it's just kind of sending children around the track doing lap after lap intervals, a risk that they'll kind of get tired, and also psychologically they might start to sort of not enjoy it. Whereas the multi sport, doing all lots of different things, I think it's a great way of getting kids into athletics, and clearly like then if children stick at that and do try lots of different things athletics I guess they'll find something that it works for them and that they enjoy yeah it's fun for him isn't it yeah it's a fun thing for him to do and that's what he sees it as and he's really excited when he comes back to say what he's been doing that week yeah so it's uh, really yeah, and nice it, and it's kind of great that people want to teach children the variety of, of athletics and because you know you'll be watching when you watch like you know, world championships or Olympics, something. You wonder how people who how's the pole vault taken up the mm, pole vault or the mm. shot putter, and it, you know, it sort of relies on people like that who are willing to give and open children's eyes to like. There's a lot of sports you could try and mm-hmm. and sort of enjoy, 
And then I think that, like you said, it, the key is to get children enjoying the variety. And then if they want to do something and find something that, as they get older that they want to specialize in, whether that's running or any other sort of sport connected to athletics, then they will do, I guess. Okay, so we're going to talk about maintaining running or not over Christmas, yeah. I suppose. So there's been quite a lot I've seen on social media, on Instagram, in the running sort of world about yeah. people, well, some people saying, oh, you know, don't wait till January to start and start now and that sort of thing. And then other people saying, don't worry about your running because this is a busy time of year. You can start in January. So it's kind of like both sides of the coin, really, and both opinions and I think can be a bit you don't want to put yourself under pressure do you when you've got a lot on but at the same time it can kind of it sometimes can help to just get out and go running can't it over Christmas I mean what do you think yeah so I'm probably more in the camp of like if you if you're in a good if you're in a habit of going running and you go a few times a week and you enjoy it if you can kind of maintain that habit then do so but being mindful of being fair to yourself and others around you, I guess. So I think it's, it's kind of interesting. I found, so, so for some people, holidays are times that create more time to do things. For other people, holidays seem to be times that create less time mm. to do things. Mm-hmm. So from my perspective, sometimes I find it harder this, this, during the holiday season, Christmas is coming up, but the same applies, I think, during other kind of school holidays in particular, so it's relevant for, for us with children, is the obviously you, the children aren't at school. You're generally trying to do stuff. Christmas in particular, you might be going to visit friends, family, that sort of stuff. Therefore, the opportunity to go running seems to be reduced. But I counter that by, like, getting up early and trying to go out, like, early in the morning before anything sort of happened. For me, I find that... I like to maintain the habit as best as possible. Uh, I probably worry less about like structured training. So kind of a, I've come to a conclusion mm. that I'm not, I haven't got any races plans and nothing January, mm. February. So I've not, I'm not training for anything. So I know that over the, like through December, if, if the structure's not there and I'm, I'm sort of doing just some easy running and less bothered about the long runs or being out and doing particular interval sessions, that that's fine but I do like to try and still get out running you know probably at least four or five times a week over the kind of couple of weeks that make up that Christmas and New Year period mm. and I'll fit that in by early mornings but also I'm I like take my running stuff to other people's houses maybe, maybe that starts getting a bit extreme and annoying when you turn up at someone's house and the first thing you do is like put your bags down change into your running clothes and say like I'll see you in like 45 minutes mm. yeah but I probably don't get that balance quite right I don't think what do you what do you think I suppose I wonder just what you were saying about not having to do like a structured training plan in December maybe that's why races of marathons are positioned like where they are so the people because most people will have the same sort of problems won't they that you know they're gonna have to move things around at least around Christmas time Um, and it doesn't it's not just over that Christmas period when you're off work potentially it's also coming up to Christmas so last weekend I had my works due mm. and like we don't really go out that much do we no, <laughs> we're a bit, we no. just we just go running that's Quite all boring, we do yeah. yeah in our spare time but um for me to like go out for a night out then 
I guess that takes out that evening. You won't be able to yeah, go run if yeah. it, you know. But also, like then you Limits probably drink. You feel the next yeah, day. you kind of yeah. might be drinking more than than you you normally would. So, and that can cu- start quite early in December, can't it? So, it's it's quite there's quite a few different sort of aspects to it, isn't it? But yeah, in terms of going running at other people's houses, I guess it has to sort of fit in with what they're doing so your sister obviously if we go to their house they like running while your sister yeah, does so yeah, we might go go together go yeah. with her yeah. for, for a run so that's okay um it might not be appropriate someone else's house so it depends how long you stay in a 45 minute run if you stay in there for a couple of days is okay but if you're there for the afternoon and you disappear for most of it then yeah, not not appropriate people. but it, it's almost like i think once you get the reputation of someone who's a mm. runner then people almost like kind of they'll let you get away with it expect and tolerate it (laughs) i mean it's kind of like it's interesting because if if someone has a nap reads the paper or whatever Mm, yeah you don't that's okay yeah that's okay but (laughs) yeah i I mean you know it's it's sort of so it is that bit isn't it about like being fair to yourself and because the other i suppose the flip side of it is you could just just think well i'm gonna have a couple of weeks off yeah, and that'd be okay if you're, you know, having a rest from running is probably quite a nice thing, isn't it? I think that before I was a runner like I am now, so I didn't, you know, I didn't run outside very much. I think at Christmas time, I didn't really think about what I was eating or drinking very mm. much. And I'm not suggesting that people should, you know, rain it, rain it in or anything. But I just think that I think, oh, I'm not going to eat that extra portion of trifle because... I want to go running in the morning and I'll just feel weird, you know, or whatever. So I think in a way it's kind of helped me sort of regulate that. So I think prior prior to being a runner, I'd probably, at Christmas time, I'd probably eat probably excessive amounts of bad stuff and probably drink drinking stuff as well. Alcohol. Too much yeah. alcohol. And just think, well, you know... I'll just deal with that in January. But when you're running, you want you don't want to feel bad, do you? You don't want to you don't want to feel ill if you're if you're still going running, even if it's like only a couple of times a week during the holiday period. It kind of I, it's kind of helped me regulate that, I suppose. It? Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I'm probably the opposite end. I, you know, and I don't know other people, other listeners might be in terms of like using running as um almost like a, a remedy, I suppose to. <laughs> sort of I guess overcome so it might be like Christmas day boxing day you indulge you know lots of people do eat lots drink lots and then like you think all right I need to go on a like 10 mile run to sort of <laughs> shake it off but mm. I mean where's what do you think about that in terms of running as a as a kind of way of counteracting a, you know overindulgence in your diet or or do you think kind of the two separate things really and actually you know if you want to if you want to eat healthy and, and kind of maintain your weight through diet that's one way of doing it but that and that's separate to running I think they are think of it as a yearly thing mm. then they yeah they are separate and I think you know I've read a book called More Fuel You by Rennie McGregor and you know, I can't claim to know a lot about nutrition, but it's a really good book if anyone's interested, just about kind of what you need to 
fuel yourself and it's about making sure really you're having enough of the right things to fuel your running but I don't to kind of use running as something that's gonna help you lose weight I mean I, I know I've said it before when that's why I started running but I think it can do if you're overweight it can do initially but I think that your body gets quite used to the amount of running that you do and so I think they are separate things. Mm. I'm not I'm not saying that it doesn't burn calories, mm. but they are separate things. And I think that it's fine to overindulge at Christmas time. It's just I don't think that yeah, then you should sort of jump Trash into yourself and no, go out no, running as and much do as like you a can. twenty mile run. There's a that, way of like thinking yeah. and sorted. No, because I just think you might get injured yeah. doing that. You probably won't burn the calories that you think you're going to do I think it's just yeah just treat them as separate and and there's no problem with having things that you like to eat you've got to do that this time of year if that's what you want to do and and I do I just think that I just think about whether I feel I'm going to feel ill or not really I think that's the only thing that kind of limits what I eat and drink I suppose drinking is is something that you know Mm, what about alcohol yeah so some people drink not everyone does obviously people drink really varied amounts like Mm. you said like there's more nights out and parties and that at this time of year where typically if people do drink alcohol they might be drinking a bit more than they normally would I guess what about that and, and kind of running you know well I mean I know that if I try to run with a hangover I just feel really ill it does, and to be honest it's not it's not that I wouldn't go for the run I just know that I can't do any paces or anything like that after I've been drinking nowadays it's quite a small amount of alcohol that makes me feel ill I think that running can help blow away the cobwebs if you've been drinking but I think I'd avoid doing like a session or something Mm. what about you yeah probably similar I mean I I wouldn't say I drink a lot to the point where I feel really hung over and unable to function you know or anything like that I guess probably some days I think you know we should not add that extra drink or feel a bit groggier than others but I I guess rarely that it impacts what I want to do in terms of running I guess tend to not drink or drink less if it's before a race there's probably a reason elite athletes don't, don't, don't drink, drink. <laughs> there's calories obviously within alcohol so don't think there's particularly a lot of health benefits to drinking alcohol I don't think it's a big issue for me you know mm. in terms of not running but having said all that I guess if I did stop drinking alcohol then would my running improve it might do yeah I don't I'm know. saving that for marginal gains you know like what until you've got a race coming up saving yeah not drinking to see but if you've it done helps that, you, before couple of marathons so really limited how much alcohol I drank and I drank non-alcoholic beer at weekends and things for probably about six weeks prior to like like London London Marathon. Marathon one year yeah I don't know whether it made much of a difference really I mean it would do if you drank loads loads wouldn't it I'm sure it's another good point actually because there is I think you kind of touched upon it we're talking about family and stuff that the other I guess the other opportunity is sometimes a holiday provides is to go like for running with family and friends mm-hmm. and stuff, you yeah. know, it's not, you know, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you kind of forget about paces and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And you, you know, there's perhaps a few people who are who like running who might be all off work at the same time, so you can get together and go out, and and it might be a good chance to make the most of those opportunities yeah, as well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say about alcohol like Brendan Foster apparently years ago when he was you know in his peak he used to drink half a pint of beer after a session or something I don't know how true that is Brendan Foster might say that wasn't true what half a pint before say that again after after after, like a recovery drink yeah 
Uh, yeah. Rose Prem sounds way more appetizing than a pea protein powdered <laughs> grainy drink that you mix with orange yeah. juice. But you know, but it's probably just the carbs. And it never did, any. it? You know, he was top international runner. Mm, uh, yeah. So I don't know how true that is, but no. yeah. And it was a long time ago. Times in have the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not recommending it. Just saying. What about and this? The other thing I was just going to mention is there's quite a lot of people like doing run streaks, don't they? You yeah, know, and that's yeah. so that's which is kind of a nice thing. You'll see these on Strava, Instagram, kind of run every day, these groups mm. and stuff. And it and often that's not necessarily about people running thousands of miles a year, is it? It's no. just committing to doing the activity bit. of running mm. a day. It might be a mile, might be two miles, might be ten miles, but it's that it's that getting out and having a go each day. Yeah. So I guess that begs the question is like, do you go out running on Christmas Day? Yeah, you know, I never. I don't think I ever have actually. I don't think I have, but there are plenty. There, I know plenty of people who have. There's lots of park runs on Christmas Day, and I know that there's lots of people. Mm, that's true. Who like that, that? Great. Yeah, and New Year's Day, and I think there's actually more park runs around at Christmas time for that reason. That there's probably the one on there's, on the Saturday, and then there's one on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. day yeah, so, and... yeah, but there was that story, wasn't there? That I think it was Seb Coe. And right, yeah. I think this is in one of his books. Is this the eighties as well. You've got a lot of eighties yeah, athletics <laughs> references here. It isn't. It was in the eighties, yeah. But I heard him talking on the radio. I think about this, and I might. Hopefully, I've got the details correct. Um, I'm sure someone will correct me if I'm wrong. But he was say talking about running at Christmas when he was like obviously a an elite, elite Great British, uh, athlete, yeah, so doing no days all off, these, no, yeah, no that. And he was like thinking you know, about whether he could have a day off at Christmas and. He said that he was thinking about it all and he was thinking, what would Steve Ovette do? Oh, he's great rival. Yeah, yeah. so it, that was kind of in his mind and he gave it, he mulled it over and he was like, in the end, he was like, yeah, I need to go out for a run because I bet Steve's been for a run. And then... So Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, he, went, yeah, he, went, he yeah. went out for his run. And then in the new year when he st- saw Steve Ovette, he said, oh, yeah, and he was like feeling quite smug, I think, that he'd done his run on Christmas Day. And he, he said... To Steve, oh, uh, did you go out for a run on Christmas Day? And he went, yeah, I went twice. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, so Seb okay. Coe was gutted that, right. yeah, he'd been out for his run, but Steve Ovet had Steve done two <laughs> runs on Christmas Day. So, Well, so you if know. you want to be an elite athlete, that's the levels you've got to get to, eh? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. We watched a really good de- documentary, didn't we, last night mm-hmm. about uh, Ailish McColgan. So if, if you're listening in the UK, it's on BBC iPlayer. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's available outside the UK. can't remember the exact title of the documentary, but it was all about Ailish McColgan and training for the London Marathon this year and attempting to break her mum's record, the Scottish record for the marathon. In the end, she got injured and, and didn't, didn't do the race, but it kind of showed, followed her through many months of training and that... It, what you say about Christmas, it, it really interesting because it seemed like there was no time off at all no, for the life no. of an elite athlete. No, it's kind of relentless. Yeah. Just pursuit Tra- of either, goals. Either yeah. getting ready for races or in the off-season training for the new season yeah, of or races. Recovering or recovering. From, yeah. So, yeah, so uh, fantastic effort. Yeah. But, you know, we hopefully we can enjoy <laughs> enjoy our Christmas day yeah. without feeling the pressure of needing to go out for two runs, even with our goals for, yeah, the, for the year yeah. ahead. Yeah, overall, the conclusion is that you can do what you want, can't you? Do what you want, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the detailed analysis reveals do what you want. Yeah. So, yeah, well, you know, just it's all about trying to enjoy yourself, mm-hmm. isn't it? Going back to the mental health, 
episode last week as well. If 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 running keeps you in a good space mm. and you want to keep that over the yeah. holiday, try and try and fit it in. Sometimes when you've got kids and you know you feel a bit of the pressure to be around all the time, Making don't the you? Lego but, toys. Yeah, but our kids are at the point where they just disappear into the bedrooms, don't want to see yeah. us, do they? So. Or you start making the Lego toys, then they disappear and kind of, have, have you finished it yet? Have you done yet? <laughs> so Yeah, so it can keep you in like a, a happy space, yeah. can't it, when there's some under pressure uh, moments? Yeah, I think so. And that the other thing, I guess, pretty final thing to mention is that being flexible isn't it so it's like it's particularly if you're not in the structured training and that we've talked about I think we'll talk about races for next year perhaps in in the next week or two where people are starting to think about my goals my structure for the year ahead perhaps not in that in December it's like if you want to go out for like 20 minutes you got 20 minutes Mm. it's worth it isn't it go out two three miles like refresh yourself bit of exercise like great it's going to have done you some benefit physically and mentally and you can fit it in so you might normally like me I kind of think I've got I've got an hour's run to do or whatever but it's like change that and if that helps you fit it in better then great I think we've probably we've gone on long enough yeah gone on long enough so I think that's it for today's episode we're just going to mention actually so we're having some really nice feedback from listeners if you enjoy this episode we just want a bit of help from you to share this episode to other people who you might think enjoy it and the podcast in general so in the show notes you'll find links that you can use to share it and people can find this within iTunes or Spotify or whatever app they use to listen within the link in the show notes it will show you lots of apps and take you to a link to lots of apps where you can subscribe to the show Um, or people have shared it on Strava so they've tagged it in a run that they've done that's another way if you do that then when people if you're on Strava and people see your run they will then see the episode so that's another way to share the link so yeah that's an action we're after some help aren't we yeah Uh, your help in in sharing this to as many people as possible that'll be much appreciated and as ever uh, you can always give us a rating or a review in the podcast app that you listen to as well and you can always get in touch with us as a few people have which is lovely at runningpartners at outlook.com and we really appreciate people's comments and feedback and ideas or race results all that sort of thing we'll feed it into future shows we will be back next week for another episode and we'll see you then all right bye for now bye thanks for listening to running partners we hope you enjoyed the show if you did please leave us a rating or review tell your friends and help us build the running partners community you can email us at runningpartners@outlook.com with any comments questions feedback or topics you want us to discuss on future episodes you can find us on Instagram at 26.2 and Gris Running. And we're also on Strava and all the links are in the show notes. See you soon for the next episode of Running Partners.